Welcome to Outrageous, creating extraordinary experiences with positively outrageous service. This is the show where we explore all the habits and real life stories of people and organizations who deliver positively outrageous service. So come join the service revolution with your hosts, Andrew Zabo and Michael Hoffman. Welcome back to Outrageous, the podcast radio show where we talk about you becoming positively outrageous in your service, mm. not just service to your customers, but also service to who, Michael? Oh, your family. Your family, yes. as well as maybe your vendors, mm-hmm. your team. Mm-hmm. I'm Andrew Sabo. I'm Michael Hoffman. And uh, we're going to talk about an interesting topic that uh, seems to be a recurring topic as we talk to companies, yeah. and that is about creating alignment. Mm-hmm. My definition is not your definition. Mm-hmm. You know, the metaphor, I, I do a lot of um, strategic facilitation, and uh, one of the things that, that, that I talk about, the metaphor, you can talk about the same topic, and but it's like t- taking four people, putting them at four points of the compass around a mountain, say, describe the mountain, mm-hmm. and you will get a different perspective. A different perspective from the each north, angle. The north side is different from the south side, is different from the west to the east. And mm-hmm. it's we find that the same when we f- begin to talk about positively outrageous service uh, for organizations because people have different definitions of what service expectations are supposed to be like. Uh, a simple example would be how, how quickly should you answer the phone? Is it two rings, three rings, five rings? I guarantee if you ask you know, five people or five leaders in an organization, they'll come up with different answers because the question hasn't been asked. Mm-hmm. So uh, one, of the, one of the fun things that Michael and I enjoy doing is when we, when we start working with companies and organizations, that we, we actually often will start with the leadership to define what positively out- we d- yes we define what positive outrageous service is but then what does that look like in your organization mm-hmm. because it's going to be different we expect our people to behave a certain way but the reality is that the momentum and the focus and the and it, are are we doing this why are we doing this starts with leadership it starts from the very head and that old expression is that the fish stinks from the head is if the people don't understand up up in the upper echelon what customer service should be and are championing it you got problems right and and i think sometimes the f- the fish stinking from the head is unintentional it's not it's just the question was never asked the question is, okay, so what is our expectation? You know, wh- how quickly do we expect our customer service department or resolution department to, um, to answer the phone? In fact, they are, th- this is another thing. Sometimes you have contradictory uh, goals. Mm. So, for example, yes, our customer service department, we expect their, them to get through 30 resolutions or um, a thir- they, we expect them to answer 30 calls an, an hour or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe that, that's probably too much, but say, say it's 10, 10 to 12 calls an hour. Okay, well, if my goal is just to answer the phone, guess what? I'm going to quickly answer those phones, but it's not, oh, you mean I have to resolve the problem too? Mm-hmm. What about number of resolutions? Mm-hmm. So the goals that you set will drive the behavior. So a real life example is a an organization that we 
did some coaching with where they asked us to come in because the, the request was, can you teach our people to smile? <laughs> that was their first request. Mike, and that, that brought a smile Mike, to your Mike, face, you right? Need, yeah, you need to teach these people to smile because uh, uh, their customer service surveys were coming back that their people were curt, they were short, they um, it felt like they, they were just trying to get rid of people, and it really showed up on their customer service scores. And so through investigation, what I discovered was these people are lovely. Uh, you're, they're wonderful, great personalities. They're, they're actually really fun to work with. So what was the issue? And what I discovered was that their system that they had in place was rewarding them for time. So their bonuses were based on the mm. least amount of time in the queue, you know, the people that are right. waiting to be yep. to be serviced. So they are being incentivized, that's a hard word, incentivized to be fast. Right. Quantity, quantity, quantity. That's what their paycheck is based on. So yes, I'm going to be short because exactly. I don't have time. Because that's what you're telling me to do. You're yeah. telling me by by you know no nobody should be in the queue for less than this much. Which I get that there's a, that's an important thing. But you're you're yelling at me for lack of quality. So you're saying with your lips quality, quality, quality. But you're, with your incentives, you're saying quantity, quantity, quantity. And when, so the, your people are fine. So what we had to do was back up and look at their systems because they were not aligned. Yeah. And once we got those aligned, everything fell into place. Yeah. One, one of the, our favorite exercises to, to do is when we, we're starting with a company is, uh, again, getting the leadership on, on to, onto one people. We give them different scenarios. And how are people supposed to respond in you know, scenario you know, A, B, C, D? And it's fascinating the discussions that, that come out of that where you get one leader saying, well, this is how I think the situation should be handled. And you get another vice president saying, no, I think it should be handled like this. And, then, and it's reconciling those. And what's fascinating is that discussion yeah. that comes out of that. Yeah. And all of a sudden now you get them all onto the same page and defining what that positive outrageous service looks like. And you know we, we have a, a sort of a moniker that we, we talk about because creating that culture in different organizations, it's gonna look different. So, you know, one of our most famous examples, of course, is, is Southwest Airlines. When they adopted Positively Outrageous Service, they called it Positively Outrageous Service the Southwest way. So, but that's the Southwest way. Mm -hmm. It's how they define service. Mm -hmm. That's going to be different. Even another airline may define service uh, differently. And, of course, in different industries, it's going it's to be differently. You know, mm -hmm. we're talking to a university right now, and, yes, it will be, you know, uh, um, it will be positively outrageous service the you know XYZ University way mm -hmm. and, and so forth. Now, when, when we ask those questions, there's actually there's two, two benefits of, well, that come out of it. One is it stops the fish stinking from the head. <laughs> In other <laughs> words, your leadership is aligned with what's actually happening. So as leadership starts to ask questions as to, uh, you know, what is customer service from this department? What is customer service from that department? Do people know? When you, when you start the conversation, we get on the same page. Exactly. Yeah. So you, you're, so you're, you now have defined what the expectations are. But here's the second benefit is when you're hiring people, now you have a metric. You've got, a, if you like, a psychometric um, barometer that you can measure people's reactions. So mm -hmm. we actually go through a series and we create 50, there's 50 questions. Mm -hmm. And so the leadership you know, all agrees on this is in these 50 scenarios, this is how we expect our people to respond. And then now as you're hiring people, or you can take it with your existing people, then you can you lead them through that same 50 scenarios and you see how closely they're aligned 
to now leadership's completely aligned expectations. So it's really two alignments. Mm-hmm. First of all, getting leadership aligned and then seeing how are your people aligned to how they think of service. Mm-hmm. And also you can use that uh, thirdly to, to hire what we call service naturals. Because again, you know what, what one person coming in, yeah, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm service oriented, what does that mean? Uh, but if I'm expecting you to answer the phone in three rings, but you're answering that question, well, yeah, five rings is fine. Mm-hmm. No, that's not fine. Yeah. So therefore, you're, that's just one question. But when you get 50 questions, now you can do a, a, an appropriate psychometric evaluation of your, your people. So that alignment is, it goes multiple ways. One, one of the things I, I like about those types of questionnaires is it starts to define what I find in my department to be important. In other words, what's customer service to me? And the more other departments know that, especially if you're down the chain from me, the more effective you can be. The classic example is between sales and production. Mm -hmm. You know, um, sales has one one vision of what customer service uh, expectations are because their customer is that frontline person and how they're doing, you know, what what they're doing to get that person on board and be lifelong uh, uh, customers and and relationships with the organization. But they also have a, a... service expectation with the production department. And so what customer services to the people they're handing off may be completely different. A classic example is my salespeople are not as detailed as we need them to be. So if you're going to blow me out of the water, what I find to be strong in customer service, if you're going to be aligned with what production needs, ensure that before you pass on that paperwork, this is filled out to this to this level of expectations because it helps us in the long run. And, and, and all you got to really do is start to ask yourself, what does the, what does the chain need from me down the way? Uh, because that will help me identify what customer expectations are uh, internally. Yeah, so I'm wondering here you say, Michael, is and get me more aligned. Is, is actually so there's an alignment. First of all, getting leadership aligned, mm-hmm. then you can create alignment within departments. You can create an alignment between uh, the people that you have your team uh, versus uh, what what the <coughs> management's expectations are, and creating an alignment between the people you hire. Mm-hmm. and your organization's expectations. Well, so it's, it's, easy, it's easier to get everybody online or on board and up to speed when they're new, when we have clear expectations of what customer expecta- what, what customer experience should be to the people that we do business with and what customer service expectations should be by the people that we work with every day internally. But the reality, so few organizations, I don't think we've ever come across an organization that really has where the leadership has taken the time to clearly define what that mm-hmm. positively outrageous service looks mm-hmm. the XYZ company mm-hmm. or XYZ organization so way. So maybe that's our charge this week yeah. for all you leaders out there is to go out of your way to find out where where are the holes in the customer expectations both internally and externally and how can you up it? And that's including the people on your team. Yeah. Is having conversations with what is what is positively outrageous service to each other in this department? I worked for a wonderful organization. Uh, I, I brag about Dennis Cherry all the time. If he ever hears these podcasts, he'll hear his name all over the place. But Dennis Cherry is one of my favorite bosses I ever worked with because he was an ab- – I knew that he was our greatest service rep, and he was my boss. Mm. And we had a, a team that ranged from four people to 12 people, and it went up and down over the five years I worked with him. But he was always such a good um, – 
communicator in helping us really articulate what we needed from each other because we lived on the road. We, we, we handed off, you know, programs from one trainer to the other. And, but the, we were seamless. And that's because he really helped identify and helped us identify what we needed from each other to provide positively outrageous service. It was really great. So maybe that's our charge this week. Alignment is a powerful thing. Alignment is a powerful thing. So you and leaders, let's go out of our way. My definition is not your definition. Mm -hmm. So let's get on the same page mm -hmm. uh, as a team. And uh, it's and that starts really by asking questions. Mm -hmm. I mean, you can ask your, your ask your team. What what you know, t take a scenario. You know, you in fact that, that's something that we we encourage when you're having those huddles, is. Uh, uh, just taking one aspect of service, it could be you know, how you answer the telephone, how long should be that person be in the queue, how quickly should we resolve a problem. Take just one question, one question a week, mm. and say, what does possibly outrageous service look like in this scenario? Yeah. Create scenarios. Mm -hmm. Take Ask it up to the, the next question. level. How and can we blow this up? And yeah, and then, and but then ensure that you get everybody on the same page. And make sure they're realistic, too. I mean, that's, that's the other danger. Sometimes you get too, too unrealistic. Mm -hmm. and, uh, but getting everybody in agreement that, yes, this is, this is realistic, this is a goal that, that's achievable, and it's positively outrageous. It goes, goes being, you know, ties back to the principles. Remember what those principles are? It's unexpected. Mm -hmm. It's a surprise. Random and unexpected. It's random and unexpected. It, it's out of proportion to the circumstances. Mm -hmm. And it's playful. And it's playful That's exactly with the right. customer. So you know, introduce those elements into yeah. it and mm -hmm. see what you can do. Yeah, because we're, we're not talking about doing your job. We're talking about being positively outrageous. Yes. So finding those moments where you can go above and beyond, do those three principles. Yeah. And scenarios, people are, I think, very uh, sort of visually oriented. It goes back to what you're talking about, stories. Mm -hmm. um, I think in the last podcast, and you know, story. You create create a story. So those scenarios are really stories. Okay, if this were to happen, what take? In fact, stories that have happened. How would? How should we have handled this? So, you know, so even sometimes when some things go wrong, I, I love actually problems. I think are wonderful opportunities to demonstrate positively outrageous service. So take that scenario. How could we have handled that? How should we handle that? and get everybody on the same page, create alignment. Mm -hmm. So this week, focus on alignment because yes. alignment is a beautiful thing. And we <laughs> want to get aligned with you and aligned with others who are interested in delivering positively outrageous service. So if you wouldn't mind just popping over to uh, iTunes and uh, going on to the podcast section, look for our Hit that podcast. that subscribe button. That uh, subscribe button, give us five stars so that others uh, will hear about us. And you can always find us, of course, on PositivelyOutrageousService.com mm -hmm. and we look forward to you becoming Positively Outrageous. If your organization would like to ignite and equip your service culture to be positively outrageous in their customer service experience, then reach out to Michael or Andrew at www.PositivelyOutrageousService.com.